it's the guts and it's the glory. A hundred stripes, a hundred stories. It's the pledge of allegiance on the 4th of July. It's them handwritten letters from home. It's them sleepless nights alone. It's his newborn baby he left with his wife. Mr. Red, White, and Blue. Some Mr. Red, White, and Blue by Kofi Anderson. Love that song. Welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie on KDAZ, Albuquerque's Conservative Talk, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I'm back here with my friend Joe, and we're talking about a lot of things today. We've been talking about voter fraud. We've been talking about the uh, investigation into Hillary Clinton with... Um, John Durham, and we were trying to find something earlier, and we found it, and we wanted to, to, to let you know the depth of this corruption in this investigation. I just want to circle back real quick. I'm going to do a Pisaki on this and, 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 and read you something here. This is really good. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. They colluded. Tech executive can take the information. We gain through this team exercise and work to develop even an inference may be worthwhile. It's just not the case that you can rest assured that Hillary's opposition research and whatever professional government and investigative journalists are also digging will come up with the same things. On or about the same date, Tech Executive 1 clarified in an email to Originator 1, Researcher 1, and Researcher 2 that the task had given them was indeed broad and further stated in part, being able to provide evidence of anything that shows an attempt to behave badly in relation to this, the VIPs would be happy. They're looking for a true story that could be used as the basis for closer examination. That was an email. That was an email by yeah. Sussman, right? Uh, what it was, it was a group so all these people that are involved, the researchers and the um, people that are, you know, doing the computer background work, they ended up opening up this big group email. So this email is going out to a bunch of different people. Uh huh. And let, let me read you what the next one says. Here. Yeah, this is all part of the Durham investigation, by yeah, the way. And, and it's in the indictment. It says, uh, let's for a moment think of the best case scenario. Uh, where we are able to show somehow that the DNS communication exists between Trump and Russia. I mean, they're they're really putting an effort here to try to make this connection, right? mm -hmm. uh, even though it doesn't exist. It says, how do we plan to defend against the criticism that this is not spoofed, not spoofed traffic mm -hmm. we are observing? There is no answer to that. Let's assume again that they are not smart enough to refute our best-case scenario. You do realize that we will have to expose every trick we have in our bag to even make a very weak association. Let's all reflect upon this for a moment. Sorry, folks, but unless we get combined net flow and the DNS traffic collected at critical points between suspect organizations, we cannot technically make any claims that would fly public scrutiny. Hmm. This is all these computer people working together, tech executives, Sussman, you know, all of them. 
and they're trying to make this thing stick to Trump. Right. Uh, this is all in the indictment. I don't know all the um, discovery that Durham has, but I'm sure there's going to be more to come. Yeah, Durham's obviously been doing some serious digging on this. So this is going to be really interesting, and we all need to keep an eye on it. Mm -hmm. And if, if all you're doing is watching mainstream news, you're not going to hear about it. But no. this is big. It is. This is real. This is like, this is like Watergate on steroids. Oh, <laughs> ten times over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, I had heard, too, that um, they were even tapping the wire house. Or, or, or I'm sorry, the White House. Well, it, it, did you hear anything about that? No, I didn't, but oh. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, maybe that'll come out in Durham's yeah. investigation if, if he if finds that, some connection. If there. that turns out to be the case, that's just flat-out treason. Uh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. And and the penalties for treason are huge. They are <laughs> huge. I think it's um, <clears throat> death. <laughs> I, it might be. It might be. So anyway, um, so I want to get back to what I was talking about on. This is another point I want to make and, and how they're trying to, just like this narrative they've been trying to push for the past couple of years on the on the Rona and mask and how you got to get the shot. And I, I hear people all the time, they're saying, oh, well, you know, I, I had to get the shot because I was concerned about my, my, my mom, my grandparents or my mom and dad because they real okay, but the thing is, here's the thing. And I and I've talked about this before. I've talked about things like spike protein shedding, and I've talked about how I've talked about graphene oxide. All of these things are real. They're not just conspiracy theories. They're they're actually real. These are things are real, and and then they're even coming out now and even saying that that this so-called shot will not prevent you from infecting others. It won't prevent you from getting sick. It, so what are you saying that it does? It, it does nothing. As a matter of fact, with the spike protein shedding, we find that we found that that a lot of people that are getting the shot are are dying from diseases that maybe they wouldn't have died from originally. Yeah. What is graphene oxide? It's it's some kind of a metal, I think. And and from what I've seen about this, it's like it really doesn't have any place with being in in this so-called shot and I've seen evidence of people where they literally at the locations of of the shot where they've become magnetic oh wow and and there was some other research and this is a real research I, I, I discovered that is real research where they were doing experiments on mice years ago this is old research as a matter of fact in which they were doing experiments on mic, mice using graphene oxide, in which it penetrates the blood-brain barrier, gets into their brains, and they're able to control them, mind control. Oh, wow. I, that Not I, science fiction. Wow. It's real. Yeah, I, um, I had talked to uh, Los Alamos, uh, a gentleman that worked up at our labs there, and he told me about the graphene oxide. Mm-hmm. What did he say about it? Well, you know, I'm kind of hearing different things about it. That's why I wanted to get your opinion on it. But what he was telling me was that it destroys your body's immune system. Right. And um, that, in effect, it gives you HIV, where it um, basically 
it works against your own body's immune system. And then if you do contract some kind of disease, like what you're talking, you know, diseases that people normally wouldn't die from. And that's what's happening. And your body can't fight against it because right. the graphene oxide has done its job in destroying the immunity system. Now, I haven't seen the paperwork on that or anything. It's just what he was telling me. Um, more and more I've been wanting to know what exactly this graphene oxide is. <laughs> I know. Because I've heard that it's in the vaccine. Right, it is. And, yeah. and, and I, I saw an interesting video that somebody had posted, and you know, I, can't, I can't testify to the validity of it, but it, it seemed like the person that posted it was pretty reputable, in which they observed this stuff once it, you know how when they give it to you, this shot has to be like at like super cold temperature. Oh, yeah. They're like, <laughs> it's like they're shooting you up with an ice cube. Right. That after this stuff reaches room temperature, it, it like becomes very colorful mm-hmm. and it starts organizing. Yeah, I've heard that. And it starts organizing and forming into something that looks like a hydra. And it, it's almost like it's nanotechnology that once it's in your body, it, it builds into something and who knows what it does. And it's there to stay? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. I heard something of the sort from uh, Dr. Jane. She's on the Stu Peters show. Yes, yes, I like her. Have Jane you Ruby. Seen it? Jane, Jane Ruby. Ruby, thank you. I actually think that's where I saw that. Yeah, and uh, she's a medical doctor, and she actually had put up some pictures of, you know, what they're seeing under the high-powered microscopes they have. But it looked like something with a bunch of tentacles. Right, like a hydra. That's what they call it. Oh, is that a hydra? Yeah, a hydra is a a creature that exists in nature, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, it looks a lot kind of like a little octopus. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, it's a hydra. And uh, she was saying that they expand and they continue to grow and they multiply. And they multiply. Yeah, she said the problem is what they're having right now with this is they don't know how to shut it off. Right. She goes, we don't know how to turn this thing off. And uh, I thought, ooh, that was interesting. Well, and you have people out there talking about, and and I like I I can't I can't say that I found the concrete evidence on this either. But one thing I do know, okay, here's one thing I do know, and this is actual research. Remember, I was telling you about the mice, about mm-hmm. the mind control and the oh, mice yeah. and the graphene oxide. The the graphene oxide it's susceptible to electromagnetic waves, radio waves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. What they were doing with the mice is they were using radio waves with this graphene oxide, which had gotten into their brains to control the mice. So it kind of makes you think a lot about this, these theories that you hear people talking about with the 5G mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, pe- yeah. All these people are talking about this 5G all the time, about how the 5G is being used to affect people. And, and I, I have friends that I know that claim to be being affected by these radio waves really yeah and you know you hear about people that claim that they're sensitive to electromagnetic waves yeah i've I've had some people tell me they feel magnetic right and we've seen people where they've put metal against their body after having the shot and it sticks to them so, you know, you put these little pieces together and it all starts making some sense. Right. Now, you know, my daughter wanted to try that on me. Now, I haven't had the vaccine. Right. And she But goes, you've been around people that have, which kind of makes you worry. I, I Just recently, I was around somebody that had been vaxxed and the next day I was sick and had a big temperature. 
Oh, really? See, no, I, I haven't gotten anything like that yet. I think just because we're all different. I got over it really quickly. By the next day, I was fine because yeah. I have a really strong immune system. I've never had the shot and and I've I've never worn a mask and I've been out living my life normally for the past couple of years. So I've been exposed to all the normal things that you would be exposed to. I've been out in the sunlight, all these other things. Mm -hmm. So my immune system is still just as strong as can be. So I, I think when I was affected by probably the spike protein shedding from this person I know and it made me sick my body fought it off pretty quickly and I got better yeah and you know the spike protein remember I was telling you about that embalmer mm -hmm. well what the doctors have been telling him is they think that the spike protein is what's causing all of these uh, clotting uh-huh and and I know that it clots because I have a doctor client of mine and Early on, way back when, a couple of years ago, when all this started happening and people were going to the hospital, um, I had a chance to talk to him and I said, well, what are you, what are you doing for the people uh, when they come into the emergency room? He said, we're giving them Coumadin, uh, which is a blood thinner. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, why are you doing that? And he said, because of the clotting. And so I said, well, are you doing anything else for them? Like, yeah, aren't you asking questions as to why this clotting is occurring? Aren't you concerned? Yeah, and he was like, no, we're just giving them Coumadin. So I guess if it progressed and eventually ended up on a ventilator, I'm like, wow, you know, you go to the hospital and that's what happens. Um, but I think they've made a little bit of advancements on it now. I'm a little more familiar with, you know, how to handle all this. But, yeah, you know, you, you talked about that magnet and my daughter had heard about this, and so she came home. She's like, hey, Dad, um, if you got a minute, you know, lift up your sleeve. I want to stick this magnet on your shoulder. Now, I haven't had the vaccine. I, right. I told you, right? Right. So she sticks the magnet on me, and it sticks to me. Really? Ver vertical. Yeah, yeah. I, it wasn't horizontal. Vertical. She goes, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, it's sticking to you, Dad. I said, don't worry, hon, about it. It's just because your dad has a magnetic personality. <laughs> <laughs> So it really stuck to you, really? It really did. It was a magnet, though. Yeah, it was a magnet. And okay. it really stuck to me. And I don't know, maybe I just have a lot of heavy metals in my body. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but the people that I've seen that are magnetic after having the shot, these are just metallic things that they stick to them, that they yeah. I don't sticks put, to them. I don't put too much faith in the magnetic thing because I don't really know. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, I've I've heard that theory. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so... I'm going to circle back. We got a little off track there. On this abolishing the Electoral College, uh -huh. that's absolutely something they want to do. And that would disenfranchise minority voters. It would disenfranchise small states. It would. It would. And, you know, right now, um, did you hear that um, a lot of people are moving to Texas? Yeah. You know, that that has me a little concerned because... Well, who's moving to Texas? That kind of concerns you. Uh, Californians. Uh, right. Why don't they stay in California? They're just tired of it, but I don't want them taking their politics there, their democratic politics. Right. But see, know. the thing is, they do this stuff. They California has gotten into the condition it's in because these people don't have any idea what they're doing. They think all this stuff sounds like a great idea, and they do it. And then they wonder why afterwards they've destroyed their state and their city. Mm -hmm. uh, look at all the things that are happening. Uh, we're starting to see it happening in, in Albuquerque. 
Yeah. We're seeing all these tents popping up all over, the, mm -hmm. these campers all yeah. over the place. Yeah. And I've been talking about this and talking about this. Nobody seems to care. These people are breaking the law. You're camping where you're not supposed to be camping. You need to move them out, enforce the law. But see, there again, they're not enforcing the law. Do you know why they don't care? Do they vote? When was the last time you saw a homeless person go to the voting booth? Well, I haven't personally seen them. Of course, they're probably using drop boxes. You know, we, we care, of course, but uh, homeless people, for the most part, don't vote. Yeah. You know? But um, what I was saying about Texas is they're moving to Texas. Now, Austin is becoming very uh, Democrat. and Well, it has been for quite a while. It has been. And, you know, they have five major cities, San Antonio, um, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, if you want to say Fort Worth. And there's one more, can't think of it. But anyway, oh, Houston. And those uh, five areas are heavily populated. So just recently, um, that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the congresswoman, mm -hmm. um, they're going for Texas electoral votes, which they have about 38. Right. If they get Texas the elections and, and she keeps much saying over. how they're going to take ten Texas she keeps uh -huh. saying that and what she's saying is we're going to unionize the hell out of Texas is what we're going to do and it, you know the Democrats work a lot through the unions mm -hmm. and so I guess their plans are to keep moving people there start unionizing Texas and once they get those 38 electoral votes along with California New York Illinois and so on and so forth because you know like New Mexico we only have four yeah but 38 is a substantial number, and that can win elections. So totally. I think they really want that state. Well, you know, an interesting thing about her, it's like number four in this list of things here, it involves in which they want the leftists want to abolish the U.S. Senate. And <laughs> as a matter of fact, your buddy uh, Ocasio-Cortez made a statement. She said, this is what she said. She said, she said she called the Senate fundamentally undemocratic, well, you're right. It is undemocratic because we don't live in a democracy. <laughs> she don't realize that. And then she said, "Not and and not democratic at all." You're right. It's not democratic. <laughs> My God, go back to tending bar. <laughs> and then and then Representative John Dingell. Let's see. Um, oh, in his memoir, shortly before his death, he proposed abolishing the Senate. Oh my goodness. Yeah, just so we're clear for your listenership, AOC is not my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make that really? clear. Really? She's not your buddy? She's not my buddy. Oh, no. my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not for any of that. <laughs> so so that's another thing that they want, that they need to do. And another thing they want to do, and maybe you know something. I, I did some reading about this the other day, and it's like, uh, I'm not really sure. Granting statehood to Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. No. Okay, so Washington, D.C. is is not a state no. and it was never meant to be a state right it was created to be the seat of of power uh, for the united states government mm -hmm. and so I, I i remember even the founding fathers referred to washington dc they weren't really fond of washington dc mm -hmm. they they referred to it as being potentially a really corrupt place is it really <laughs> <laughs> So, and who lives in Washington, D.C.? I don't, I don't know. Who, I guess there's a, a certain support infrastructure that lives in Washington, D.C. There's some, but don't they have the highest crime rate in the nation, I think? You know, I'm not really sure. Hmm. And Puerto Rico, I, I don't know. Puerto Rico, I mean, 
I've been to Puerto Rico. What's the deal with them wanting to make Puerto Rico a state? And, and does Puerto Rico want to be a state? Uh, they're going for additional congressmen and additional senators. Right, I know. That's why they want Because each state, regardless of how big they are, gets two senators, right? Yeah, yeah it's, all senators. it's all based on so, population. So even that, well, not, not for not senators. Not for Senate. Not for Senate, though. No, Senate See, is that's two. The thing. It's so, congressmen. Right, so even like Washington, D.C., which has got a very small population, mm -hmm. they would still get two senators. So you're talking about a really tiny, very leftist population mm -hmm. that would be adding two senators. Right, from Puerto Rico and right. D.C. And then as far as the House of Representatives, that's based on population. Population, yeah, because I know California, didn't they just lose a, yes. a House seat? Yes, population, it, they're losing population in, in California are. due to all of their policies. Yeah, and I think it was New York and California, they lost House seats, wasn't it? Those two? Um. Probably. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing here, the strategy you want to do, and we talked about this earlier, was letting 16-year-olds vote. <laughs> now, the, if you look at the 26th Amendment to the Constitution, it actually addresses that, and it specifically states that you have to be 18 years old to, to vote. vote. Yeah. And without a modifying the Constitution and coming out with an additional constitutional amendment, you cannot allow 16-year-olds to vote, period. Right. Because it's against, it's unconstitutional. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why I'm always telling people they, they need to understand their constitution. So that goes back to what I said earlier. If New Mexico had passed SB 8, allowing 16, 17, 18 years. I would to hope vote. it would have been challenged. That's what I was saying. Don't you think courts. that would have went to the const or to the Supreme Court because it would have been a violation of our constitution? I would think so. And it would have thrown off our entire voting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, equality, whatever you want to call Luckily, it. Luckily, we've got some really great representatives fighting for us in mm -hmm. the state. Stephanie Lord's one of my favorites. You know, she's my buddy. She's in the East Mountains too. Yeah. And her and, and Greg Schmetti's and... And the other guy that filibustered for three hours, I mean, that, that was yeah, amazing. That was they good. ran out the clock. And they completely, for the most part, defeated MLG's agenda, mm -hmm. which, like I said, is why that now she's just suddenly the science has changed and she's removed the mandates. It's like I think she thinks it's the last hope she's got of staying in power. Yeah. I, I get articles all the time on what's going on up there in Santa Fe. And even a lot of the, the Democrat legislators were – the article said are whispering in the halls that our governor is drunk on power and and know, other things and other things and and we need to basically back away yeah we don't want to be associated with that because you know when they go to get reelected they don't want to have that baggage coming along with them so we've been talking a little bit about the Clinton crime family that's what I call them, the Clinton crime family. <laughs> it, it's an interest. I've been watching a series on TV here lately on Netflix called Ozark. Have you watched Ozark? Every one of the episodes. <laughs> oh, my. So you know exactly where I'm oh coming my from. Gosh, now, don't ruin so the ending good. for me because I've just gotten to the part of where they, they went to, to Mexico and they met the drug lord there, and, and apparently now they've— they're dodging the FBI. They, they, you know, and now they're going to be working directly for him. And and the first thing he do when they landed is his his current person. He he just shot her, and killed her. It's like, and and, and the thing is, that, that was his lawyer. That was his lawyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's she gonna do? What are they gonna? What's he gonna do for lawyer now? And the thing, the interesting thing about this show is that they 
they're willing to kill anybody. And, and even the Bird family, she had her own brother killed because he became a liability because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he was crazy yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's what i always say it's like bipolar what what's another word for bipolar it's <laughs> it's uh bat oh yeah yeah uh crazy yeah. you know i can't say that word yeah no, so anyway but you know what i'm talking I about do, I so anyway so but so she even had him killed because he became a liability because he was uh just doing crazy stuff calling people mm-hmm. and 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 exposing them and and you've got this this whole cast of characters in which everybody is a criminal in one way or the other right down to the kids Mm -hmm. and that's why they're all connected right and and all of these people are just constantly people different people are getting killed when they become an inconvenience or Mm -hmm. they become um they become liabilities so gets me thinking about the clinton crime family Mm -hmm. now I don't know how many of you people know this. Probably a lot of you people know this. I hope you do. There's a long list of dead people associated with the Clintons, both Hillary and and Bill. Being involved with the Clintons is like it reminds me of the series Ozark. It's like being involved with the cartels, the mob. And if you overstep if you do something wrong there's a darn good chance that you might be involved in an accident yeah an accident an accident (laughs) that's what i'm going to call it an accident (laughs) so i found this list and i don't even know if it's a complete list or not but it's a long one and so i thought i'd go through some of these they're they're really pretty interesting some of the more high profile people that you might have heard about is james mcdougall The Clinton, he's the Clinton's convicted whitewater partner. He died of an apparent heart attack while in solitary confinement. He was also a key witness in Ken Starr's investigation. That was against what, the the Rose Law Firm, or was that the Clinton impeachment? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, Ken Starr? No, I think. No, that was the Rose Law Firm, right? Well, Rose, I think it was because wasn't there something going on with Whitewater? That's why they called it. Whitewater, exactly. Ken Starr was part of that investigation. Yeah. Well, James McDougall, which was a partner in that firm, he just, he had a heart attack and died. And you don't don't think that had anything to do with the fact he was a key witness in the Ken Starr investigation? Oh, I'm sure that was purely coincidental. I think so. Yeah, okay. So we have a lot more coincidences here. We'll just... I, and you, you, you can tell me that if you believe in this number of coincidences, it's because it's a long list. Okay? Oh, it's a very long Yeah, we're going to have some fun with these. Mary Mahoney, a former White House intern, she was murdered on July 1997 at a Starbucks coffee shop in Georgetown. The murder happened just after she was to go public with her story of sexual harassment in the White House. She... Uh. And nope. she just, it, just, a, just a coincidence, <laughs> I'm guessing. You know, she just happened to get murdered, and she was just going to be... And this is at the time when Clinton was president, correct? Yeah. <laughs> another coincidence, right? It's just another one, yeah. Vince Foster. Okay. He was a former White House counselor and colleague of Hillary Clinton at Little Rock's Rose Law Firm. He died of a gunshot wound to the head. 
and it was ruled a suicide, of course. Mm-hmm. Maybe working for the Clintons is just really, really a depressing job, and it just makes you just want to end your life. I don't know. You know what? That job could kill you. It, it really could. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did kill him. <laughs> so then we have, next we have, we have Ron Brown, Secretary of Commerce and former DNC chairman. He, this is another thing, too. These people that are involved with the Clintons, they, they seem to get involved in airplane crashes a lot. I, I don't quite understand that. I noticed that. that. There's, I, like, several there, of them. There is. He reported to have died by impact in a plane crash. A pathologist close to the investigation reported that there was a hole in the top of Brown's skull resembling a gunshot wound. Imagine now, that. You know, no, I do remember that. Do you? I do. I remember when the plane, it, it hit the side of a mountain. Right. And I always thought that was funny at the time that that came out. How did he get a bullet in his skull, which came out when they did, like, autopsy attack work? Uh Uh-huh. How did the bullet end up in his head when the plane hit the mountain? That's weird, isn't it? I mean, you know, bullet holes are nice and round. Right, right. Yeah, if you go go headfirst into a mountain, you're not going to have a nice little round hole in your head. Exactly. You're probably not going to have a head anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's probably not going to be good. Uh, Oh, and and, and this gets better. So, (laughs) apparently, an air traffic controller just couldn't take it. It was just too much for him to handle. So, he, uh, the, the, an air traffic controller that apparently saw this happen committed suicide as well. Mm-hmm. I remember that, It's too. a stressful job being an air traffic controller. Yeah, I think he felt so responsible for that. I do remember that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. And Oh, and also here, an interesting thing about uh, this guy. At the time of his death, Brown was being investigated and spoke publicly of his willingness to cut a deal with prosecutors. Mm-hmm. Just another coincidence. Yeah, so let's see. Let's let's kind of do a recap here. Yeah. So we have James McDougal, who was the key witness in the Ken Starr investigation. He's he's dead. Right. Uh, we have the sexual harassment in the White House. Mary Mahoney was going to testify. She's dead. Yeah. Um, we have Vince Foster, who um, died of a gunshot wound to the head, and it was ruled a, a suicide. Right. Probably in the back of the head. I'll have to dig that one up a little bit more. These, the, that's that's the typical place when you're going to commit suicide. You shoot yourself in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then we have Ron Brown, who was, uh, you know, at the time of his death, he was being investigated, and he was going to speak publicly to cut a deal with the prosecutors. Um, and he's dead. Yeah. Okay. So. This list of coincidences is is, is longer. So we got a. Uh, person by the name of C, this one of these people that don't have a first name, his first name is a letter, C. Victor Razor II. Razor, a major player in the Clinton fundraising organization, died, <laughs> guess how he died, in <laughs> a, a private, private plane, plane crash. crash. <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh these people just gosh. aren't, maybe these people just don't get their planes properly maintained. Um, I don't, I don't what know I'm what the problem is here. I mean, can you imagine having to buy a new plane for every one of these? I know, imagine. So then we have Paul Tully, a Democrat National Committee political director. He was found dead in a hotel room in Little Rock, Little Rock in September of 1992. Described by Clinton as a dear friend and trusted advisor. Oh, a dear friend. Kind of like the, the guy that was over in Benghazi, right, that was her dear friend. 
that mm-hmm. got left over there to be, I think, burned to death in, oh, in, that in, was in the consulate over there. That was horrible. And then also the soldiers that were over there trying to protect the consulate that just kind of got hung out to dry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the survivors ultimately had to wait for uh, a non-U.S. military plane to come take them out of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of friend. Wow. Well, Boy, I wouldn't, I'd be really afraid to be her friend. You know, with friends like that, who needs enemies? I right? know, exactly. Yeah. So then we got Ed Willie. He was a Clinton, fun, another fundraiser. Uh, fundraising for the Clintons is very, very hazardous. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was found, found dead in 1993, deep in the woods in Virginia, of a gunshot wound. I, wow. Uh, ruled a suicide, that, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's two with a gunshot wound to the head now. That were fundraisers. Now, don't well, forget, you forgot about Paul Tooley. Paul Tooley, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, I, I mentioned him. He's the dear friend and trusted advisor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, right. yes, okay. Okay. So, oh, oh, and here, here we go. And apparently, Willie, yeah, Ed Willie, Willie died on the same day, it, just coincidentally, that his wife, Kathleen Willie, claimed Bill Clinton groped her in the Oval Office in the White House. Ed Willie was involved in several, several Clinton fundraising events. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a coincidence. Ed and his wife both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his wife died too. Huh. Check that off my resume. Yeah, yeah. So then we had Jerry Parks. He was the head of the Clinton's gubernatorial security team in Little Rock. He was gunned down in his car at a deserted intersection outside Little Rock's Parks uh, Sun. Little Rock Parks Sun. Sun. Yeah, okay. Said his father was building a dossier on Clinton. He allegedly threatened to reveal this information. After he died, the files were mysteriously removed from his house. Wow. Mm, wow. Mysteriously. I guess somebody just called in. I guess somebody <laughs> broke into his house to burglarize it, and they just happened to take that stuff by accident. Yeah, because yeah. They, they thought, oh, this, this is good stuff. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. So then we had James Bunch. <sighs> died from Another a gunshot, gunshot suicide. suicide. It was reported that he had a black book of people which contained names of influential people who visited prostitutes in Texas and Arkansas. I wonder if that had anything to do with um, I know what you're uh, say. Uh, with, uh, with Epstein, Yeah. right? Yeah. I wonder. I just kind of wonder. We're going to get to that, too. So then there was James Wilson. He was found dead in, 19, in May of 1993 from an apparent hanging suicide. He was reported to have ties to Whitewater. I wonder if he hung himself kind of like how, how, how um, Epstein hood him, hung himself from the bedpost. I mean, I don't even know how you do that. Anyway, yeah. so that, that, that really confused me. So Kathleen Ferguson, ex-wife of Arkansas trooper Danny Ferguson, was found dead in May of 1994 in her living room with a gunshot wound to her head. Boy, they, they like these gunshot and, wounds And again, it was ruled a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> a suicide. There again, even though there were several packed suitcases as if she were going somewhere. Well, wow, that's not typically what people do when they're going to commit suicide. They don't pack for a trip and then commit suicide before going on the trip. You know, I'm starting to see a pattern here, and I'm not an really? investigator. Really? You are? Uh, I really am, but it seems like if you get close to the Clintons, you want to commit suicide by shooting yourself. So Danny Ferguson was a co-defendant along with Bill Clinton in the Paula Jones lawsuit. Kathy Ferguson was a possible cooperating witness for Paula Jones. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, 
You don't want to be uh, one of uh, Bill's mistresses because that can no. be really dangerous no. too. No, that's really hazardous. Um, Bill Shelton, Arkansas state trooper and fiance uh, fiance of Kathy Ferguson. Okay, that person that we just talked about. Critical of the suicide ruling of his fi fiance. He was found dead in June of 1994 of, once again, a gunshot wound. Also ruled a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> All these coincidences. You know, I, I, yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, boy. Okay, so number 13. I'm going to count these off if I go here. Gandhi Baugh, attorney for Clinton's friend Dan Lassiter, died from jumping out a window of a tall building January of 1994. His client was a convicted drug distributor. You know, did he jump out the window or was he thrown out the window? Gosh, I don't know. Maybe he had some help. <laughs> so then we have Florence Martin, accountant and subcontractor for the CIA, was related to the Barry Seal, Mena, Arkansas, airport drug smuggling case. He died of three gunshot wounds. Oh, gun, gun, gun. Gun, gun, gun. Suzanne, you want to read the next one? Uh, Suzanne Coleman reportedly yes. had an affair with Clinton when he was Arkansas Attorney General. She died of a gunshot wound to the back of the head, ruled a suicide. Uh, she was that, pregnant at the time. That's that's the first place. That's where I would try to commit suicide if I was going to do a gunshot. Yeah. Oh, was pregnant at the time of her death. Wow, I wonder whose baby it was. I don't know. Yeah. Paula I'm, Grober, Clinton's speech interpreter for the deaf from 78 until her death, December 9th of 1992. She died in a one-car accident. Hmm, a one-car one car accident. A one-car accident, okay. Interesting. Would Clinton's she speech hit, interpreter. She, she must have hit something, huh? Could be, yeah. Well, I guess I being know. an interpreter is really hazardous, too. Okay. And then Danny Casolaro, mm -hmm. investigative reporter investigating Mena Airport and Arkansas Development Finance Authority. He slid his wrist, apparently, in the middle of his investigation. <laughs> I guess the investigation was just too much for him to handle. Oh, my gosh. Is, isn't this sounding just like the series Ozark? It does. It really is. It, it, totally it's just it's like, like Ozark. Totally like it. Paul Wilcher. Attorney investigating corruption. This MENA Airport thing, there was a lot of stuff going on with this. Mm -hmm. Attorney investigating corruption at MENA Airport with Casolaro and the 1980 October surprise was found dead on a toilet June 1993 <laughs> <laughs> you know. in his Washington, D.C. apartment <laughs> had delivered a report to Janet Reno three weeks before oh, his death. no. You know, there's a lot of places that you don't want to die, and one of them is that. No, that'd be really embarrassing. <laughs> uh Number 19, John Parnell Walker, Whitewater investigator for Resolution Trust Corporation, jumped to his death from his Arlington, Virginia apartment balcony. There, I guess he, another one of these yeah, people jumping out. Yeah, second one. Yeah, mm. August 15th, 1993. He was investigating the Morgan Guarantee scandal. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. What does that make, two that jump to their deaths? That's now? two jumpers, yeah. yeah. We got gunshot wounds, we got airplane uh, accidents, and we got jumpers. And, and gunshots to the head. To the head. Yeah. To the back of the head, even. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm going to throw this one in. <coughs> Seth Rich. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he, was, did this happen in like D.C.? I think it was. He was walking through a park or something. He was actually a staffer on the Hillary Clinton campaign, and it's suspected that he actually was the one feeding the information to WikiLeaks. Can you remember the WikiLeaks scandal? I do. Okay. And 
it's suspected that he was feeding the information to WikiLeaks that that's where it was coming. Well, well he mysteriously was killed execution style, being shot in the back of a head. Oh, while my gosh. Out. Now, that I did not hear about. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I mean, hey, after 30 or 40, you start to lose count. I, I know. Them. These coincidences yeah. are just piling up here. Yeah. Barbara Wise, Commerce Department staffer, worked closely with Ron Brown and John Huang. Cause of death, unknown. Unknown. Okay. Died November 29th, 1996. Her bruised naked body was found locked in her office at the Department of Commerce. Mm -hmm. ah, Charles Mesner, Assistant Secretary of Commerce. Here's another one related to that Secretary of Commerce mm -hmm. thing. Assistant Secretary of Commerce who gave John Huang special security clearance, died shortly there thereafter in a small pl plane, crash. Yes. <laughs> plane crash. Plane crash. Oh, my God. You, you want to do know, the next I, one? I, I don't think I, if I worked for the Clintons, I would want to get on a plane. I don't think I would either. <laughs> I think it'd be really, I, I, it's like, yeah, uh, gunshot wounds to the head, plane crashes, and I would stay away from balconies that are high off the ground. That's absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So here's when uh, Dr. Danley, or D Dr. Stanley Hurd, chairman of the National Chiropractic, Chiropractic Healthcare Advisory Committee, Died with his attorney, Steve Dixon, in a small <laughs> plane crash. <laughs> a small plane crash. <laughs> uh, Dr. Hurd, in addition to serving on Clinton's advisory council, personally treated Clinton's mother, stepfather, and brother. Wow. I don't know what went on there, but. Oh, Barry Seal. This is, this is number 23 we're on now. It is number 23. 24 if you count Seth Rich, which I threw yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, that's 24. Barry Seal, drug-running TWA pilot out of Mena, Arkansas. Death was no accident. But they don't say how he died. They though. didn't say. But I'm guessing it was a plane, plane crash. crash. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny La Lawhorn Jr., mechanic, found a check made out to Bill Clinton in the trunk of a car left at his repair shop. He was found dead after his car hit a utility pole. <laughs> oh, my you God. You know, I wonder what was on that check. Who was it made payable to? See, that's the question. Uh -huh. Who was the check made out to? Yeah, you'd have to really look into this you stuff. You would, huh? yeah, yeah. Stanley Huggins investigated Madison Guarantee. I think that was another Clinton mm -hmm. company, right? Yeah. I re well, I don't know if it was a Clinton company, but it was related, related to that other. to the Whitewater thing? No, no, no. Back here, there was another Madison Guarantee. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, Madison Guarantee. His death was re purported suicide, and his report was never released. Oh, so they put that one under wraps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You want to get the next one? Number 26. Herschel Friday. Attorney and Clinton fundraiser died March 1st, 1994, when his plane <laughs> <laughs> exploded. Planes, they just explode. You know, they I'm do. beginning, like, were they all the same from the same manufacturer? Because I know you fly. Right. Yeah, and you have a license. Like, yeah, I'd like to know that plane. because what... You know, what is your plane? Is it a Cessna? It, well, well, the one I had, it was. <laughs> yes, it was a Cessna, and I, I, it never exploded. Yeah. So, yeah. Manufactured. Uh, number 27, Kevin Ives and Don Henry, known as the boys on the track case. Reports say the boys may have stumbled upon the Mena, Arkansas Airport drug operation. There's oh, that there Mena, it is. There's that drug operation. The drug again. operation. Yes. A controversial case. The initial report of death said due to falling asleep on railroad tracks. All oh, that and, happens and all I the time. And I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, you do. It's like <laughs> later reports claim the two boys had been slain before being placed on the tracks. Many linked to the uh, the case uh, died before their testimony could come before a grand jury. <laughs> 
Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, man, this is a travesty. It is. It's great, isn't it? It is. Keith Coney died when his motorcycle slammed into the back of a truck. Okay. Eh, I don't know about that one. Keith, these are all people that apparently had information on the Ives Henry case. Uh huh. Yeah, look, look at this next one. Okay, go ahead. Look at it. It says, died. Keith McCaskill stabbed 113 times. Wow. How do you count that many stab wounds? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's like after a while, it's like it just gets to be really difficult to count. It does. Uh, Gregory Collins died from a gunshot wound January 1989. Jeff Rhodes, he was shot, mutilated, and found burned in a trash dump in April, April 1989. James Milan found, this is a good one, found decapitated. However, the cor coroner ruled his death was due to natural causes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Natural like, causes? In a, in a, uh, I don't even know. How does that happen? I, I, th I think it's just a natural thing for, sometimes your head just falls off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I've lost my head in a few occasions. <laughs> I know, you yeah, me too. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of having fun with this, but at the same time, it's really sad that this it is sad. a lot of people, it's, isn't it's it? It's incredibly tragic. I mean, these are It's tragic. terrible. Yeah. But like I said, this is like, this is like a, this is like a, 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 a series of, 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 Ozark, or maybe the Sopranos, or or oh, I know the one shot in Albuquerque. Which what? Uh, 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 what's it called again? With the drug running and stuff. Oh, uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Show. Yeah, it's just like that. Yeah. I, only this is real life. You know, and look at this here on the list of the Clinton bodyguards. They're being, also dead. There's 15 of them. Being a bodyguard for the Clintons is very dangerous too. Let, so. Oh uh, no, it's 12. I'm sorry. Oh, it's here 12. we go. A suspect in the, uh, Richard Winters, a suspect in the Ives Henry deaths, he was killed in a setup robbery, July 1989. Set up. Set up robbery. So, we have. Well, and then here, look at this, uh, the last one. Don't forget these. The following Clinton bodyguards are also dead: Major William S. Barkley Jr., Captain Scott J. Reynolds, Sergeant Brian Hanley, Sergeant Tim Sabell, Major General William Robertson, Colonel William Densberger. Colonel Robert Kelly, special uh, specialist, I believe. Uh, specialist Gary Rhodes, Steve Willis, Robert Williams, Conway LeBlue, and Todd, Todd McKeenan. Now, I've employed multiple people in my lifetime, but I've never had that many die under my, uh, you know, watch. No, that's 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 a lot. That's forty-seven people. Mm -hmm. Okay, that we just listed mm -hmm. that were connected to the Clintons that died of suicide, plane crashes, gunshot wounds, jumping out of tall buildings. Does does any of this seem like a little suspicious? It does. It does. Yeah. And if I was an investigator, it's a starting point. <laughs> right. 47 starting points. You know, I, uh, I would love to see John Durham dig dig into these things. Yeah. I really would. Well, I mean. Because it seems like it seems like we've either, either got really incompetent coroners or there's some serious cover-up going on here. We're deeming somebody being decapitated as natural causes. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess once your head is removed from your body, I guess you do kind of die 
That would be of natural. natural cause. You yeah. bleed out. Exactly. Which bleeding out would be a natural cause of dying. It would. It yeah. Would. yeah. But, <laughs> but the part about where your head comes off your body, that's, that's just not really very natural. No, that isn't natural. <laughs> no, no. So, and, and I, I mentioned earlier about Seth Rich, and, and they had a part in here about this too. Most Seth Rich, the D.C. staffer, murdered and robbed of nothing. He wasn't robbed, okay? He was just murdered on July 10. There we go. WikiLeaks found Assange claims he had info on the DNC email scandal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a little scary when you think about it because, you know, if Durham continues on and then there's connections to Hillary, do you think the same thing might happen with, you know, some of these people that are mentioned in, in this uh, indictment? Maybe. I don't know. Only time will tell, right? I know. I know. So and the thing is, will the mainstream news cover it up if that's the case? I don't know. They don't seem to be covering uh, much on this now. Have you heard much on some of the other stations like MSNBC? And no. No? No. Yeah. You know, I read a report the other day, CNN is not doing very well. Yeah, I know they're totally tanking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going down. And, uh, you know, when <laughs> years ago, my wife and I used to call that the Clintonista News Network. Clintonista News Network. <laughs> I, I always call it the Communist News Network. <laughs> or, 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 yeah, when the Clintons, uh, when Clinton was in office, we just called the the Clinton News Network. Yeah, yeah. Or you, I don't know. There's a lot of names you could come up with it for it. But... Here's an interesting thing, too. There's been a lot of talk about Epstein mm -hmm. and, and this ranch in mm -hmm. New Mexico that seems to just not really get investigated at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many people are aware of this or not, but Clinton, Bill Clinton, at least he made at least 27 trips on Jeffrey Epstein's private plane, you know, the Lolita mm -hmm. Express. Mm -hmm. Most of those flights were with underage girls. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that I did not hear about, but I did see some pictures of him on, on Epstein's Island. Uh-huh. And uh, The evidence is out there. There's pictures it, out it there. Is. It happened. And it yet, is. And yet the whole thing just gets ignored. If you're a Clinton, you can get away with anything. Yeah, I once heard her called the Teflon Don. I mean, they're sli they're slicker than Marty Bird on 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 Ozark. Yeah, they they really are. You got to be smart to be they able to get through some of this. They didn't call him Slick Willie for nothing. No, but you know, I wanted to know. Like, you might have heard some information on this, but you know, the uh, the ranch up there in Stanley, New Mexico. Yeah. Um, I heard they won't even let you go on the lot and look at the the building unless you first show them financials that you can even afford to buy it. Do you think that might be kind of a way to keep looky loose from going in and trying to maybe garner pictures or evidence or whatever? Because I know they want to investigate that, don't they? Well, I don't know. They've, they've been avoid. Well, I guess they don't want any independent uh, journalists going in there yeah. and looking at it. No, why, why wouldn't they go in and investigate it i mean what are they trying to hide exactly why hasn't who who was involved up there why isn't bill clinton being investigated for being on epstein's plane with underage girls why is that being ignored it's it, it's like and and i heard there's a lot of other high you know other people maybe even somebody in the supreme court that might have been on well actually i saw some 
something, in a log in which apparently he was on that plane as well, mm-hmm. which kind of makes you wonder about the whole thing with the Obamacare thing, how it just got pushed through and somehow it was not found unconstitutional. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, what they said, though, was that it was a tax. Do you remember that? A tax, right. That's the way yeah, they it passed it tax. off. Right. No, it's not a tax. So referring back to that show Ozark that I've been watching, it's like I love it when they get into the politics thing mm-hmm. because these politicians, they've got this these pack, the guy that runs the pack, mm-hmm. okay, he's got all this oppo research on all of these politicians. So if any time that they want to lean on a politician and get them to go a certain way on any particular bill or whatever, they just drag out the dirt that they have on them. Yeah, and, and they're, they're all framing each other. Right, they're all framing each other. So they have a little something, you know, you do this or I'll, you know, leak this. And it's it's just, uh, when I watch that show, even though it's just a show, it's not real life, but it, it could be. Oh, I think it, I think it probably and is. And it probably is things like that going on. Yeah, I think it is. But uh, the last one I watched before the episodes were done was... Um, uh, Marty Bird's wife uh, brings in the senator. Uh-huh. And the senator wanted the FBI file because Marty Bird's wife and him are, are uh, drug lords. And so right. they're laundering money and so on and so forth. But um, they have an FBI agent that's on the payroll. I, uh, well, don't don't ruin it for me because I haven't reached that part yet. I'm at the part where the the one woman that's the FBI agent that's been at the casino hanging out. Oh yeah, yeah. He's trying to turn flip her and turn and bring her in. Okay. okay and so I assume that he's probably successful at that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of gave a little bit of yeah, it away. Yeah. Well, but, I assumed that was going to happen. But it's how they they worked it. But long story short, was uh, she was able to get the FBI file, and he looked in the file and brought it back, and he said, well. I realized I was worried about nothing, so I can go on. And and uh, Marty Bird had asked the senator, "What kind of machines were those you were talking about?" And they turned out to be. He was really worried that the FBI had information on his grandson, who was a federal judge, who had written some software that would change votes. Like if you voted for Trump, it switched. Oh Biden. my gosh! And that's what he thought the FBI had. And then after he read the file, he's like, "Well, I realized I worried about nothing, and I can go on about." my own business and he didn't really say what the software was but you could tell through the conversation and after Can he walked up Dominion. yeah my <laughs> marty uh, mrs bird goes oh my gosh he's he's changing votes you know and i'm like that's real life you know like yeah that happens all over you know i know so i don't know i've really enjoyed it but the episodes are over and uh, the next part is going to be coming soon but i'm like addicted i am too i love it you know, just like when I watched Breaking Bad, I was addicted to that oh, show. Oh, totally. I, I watched, watched like the first right couple episodes another. and I couldn't stop. And yeah. It's like I'm the same way with Ozark. I'm just <laughs> totally stuck on it. <laughs> it's like it's like you're just kind of wondering what's going to happen next. What what turn event? Who's gonna who's gonna do it? Who's gonna get done in next? Right, right. <laughs> you just don't know. You know, it really shocked me though in that when the lawyer went to the drug cartel because well, I. I'm going way. I don't want to give you the rest of the story. Yeah, but, yeah, don't worry. But you me. said that you saw the lawyer there, and the cartel guy was talking to her lawyer with Marty Bird and and his wife. After there. they had just arrived in and Mexico, and then he shot her. He shot her. He shot the lawyer. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, that that like, really blew me away. I wasn't me. expecting like, that. Wow, she was good at what she did. I was she really was surprised he did good. that. Absolutely, and I thought he just killed one of his best 
people that got him out of all kinds of legal oh, trouble. I know. Well, that guy, he's capable of anything. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, so I want to talk about, before we don't run out of time. Sure. Um, Joe, I want to say, first of all, thank you for coming on with me today. Oh, it's thank been you fun. for having me. It was fun. I want to talk about the Freedom Convoy that's going through. That's right. They, they, left, they left California on the 23rd. Uh-huh. And they are on I-40. And they're going to be, they're actually, when this is heard, they'll, they will have gone through New Mexico on Friday. Yeah, that's the 25th. That's the 25th. 25th, yeah. yeah. And so they're going through New Mexico, and I hope that all of our freedom groups were really successful. I know we put together a whole bunch of different rallies to be on overpasses as uh, on over I-40 as they go through, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be continuing on to clog up the Beltway in D.C., which I think is going to be great. Now, honestly, I'm willing to suffer a little bit of pain Joe, for them to accomplish what they're doing. We need to end the tyranny in this, in this country. Mm-hmm. And if these guys can show what it's like to, to really feel some pain on these politicians, shut, I, I, would be, I would personally be all for the truckers that are not in the convoy simply parking their trucks and saying, um, no, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And we're going to shut you down. Yeah, let's just hope that it, it turns out good and it doesn't turn out like Canada. Right. Because this morning I read an article, they're putting gates around the Capitol again, and they're bringing in the National Guard in D.C. Right, for the uh, State of the Union address, too. Well, it's that's like, what Isn't that say. something? A pres- the president, okay, keep in mind, he gets fraudulently elected for president, in my opinion. And the whole January 6th thing, I think, was just a ruse to prevent that from being investigated further. Mm-hmm and turn it all around on us, mm-hmm. the patriots. Mm-hmm. And so they had that, that inauguration in which they had the whole place fenced off and nobody was there. And so now for the State of the Union address, they're going to have it all blocked off again and nobody's going to be there. Yeah, let's just uh, pray for our truckers so, that they'll be protected. Yes, so we got to wrap it up. So do you own a freedom-friendly business? advertise on this station to support this show and many others like it want to send me comments or suggestions email me at beckermarienm at gmail.com you can also check out my facebook post rumble youtube telegram and check out my brand new website freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com where you can actually watch replays of my previous shows freedom is essential liberty and freedom are rights not privileges It's time to stand up and tell the Marxists and those that are helping to push their agenda, hell no, we won't comply, we are the resistance. See you next week.